FFS. Uh, we haven't done one of these for a while, have we, Hannah Wanapanabana? I know, I don't know why. I think because neither of us have worked pretty much throughout April, so we've been a li- little bit busy with lots of other stuff and we're uh, we're just catching up and getting back in the swing of things, really, aren't we? This is true. And now we're full swinging. Full swingers, yay! Swingers. Um, we're swinging our way. Swinging back with FFS. So, hello and welcome. We are here today to talk about creative briefs. What is a creative brief? Is it an exciting pair of knickers or is it something different? Um, Yeah, just any excuse to talk about period knickers, really. Uh, Anyway, we're not talking about knickers, no. We're here to talk about creative briefs. What is it? Why is it important? Why should you have one for your website? Why is it important to update it fairly regularly or at least return to it on a regular basis? Um, And what questions should you ask? So the reason we're doing this is because I was doing a creative brief with um, a new client of ours yesterday. And every question I asked, they went, oh, that's a good question. I haven't thought about that. Um, and it, and it was just like these are really important questions that you need. Even if you you know if you're building a website, obviously, but even if you're trying to improve your website and you're trying to make it better, optimize it, get traffic to it, it's really important that you know these things. So that's why we're talking about them today. But first things first, Hannah, what's your name? Where'd you come from? Well, my name's Hannah, and I'm from Grow Traffic. Yay! I am, apart from anything else, I am responsible for building websites, managing websites for our clients, which is why Mm -hmm. I'm here. Rachel, what's your name and where'd you come from? My name's Rachel, and I'm also from Grow Traffic, um, and I don't build websites, but I'm here because I've got opinions on everything, so there we go. (laughs) But you sell the websites, and you nurture our clients, and you project manage it, and you nurture our clients through the process. Yeah, and I do a lot of creative briefs with them, so I I know what I'm talking about, I suppose, hopefully. Um, Hannah, anything good happened to you this week? No. <laughs> no. uh, Move on. No, I've, I've had a really busy week. I went to my first escape room yesterday. I saw uh, that on Facebook. Yes. All right. I went to a gig on when on Wednesday, and I went to the cinema on Tuesday. So I'm a real gal about town. Wow! Look at you having a social life. Fucking knackered, mate. It's overrated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward to the long bank holiday weekend so that um I can I can catch up on some sleep essentially yeah has anything good happened to you um anything good happened to me um i got some lovely new plants i'm going to plant those in the garden they see this is what happens when you reach this age isn't it you start getting excited about garden plants and sad about going out yeah i got i got some plants for the garden and i got an awesome planter from tk maxx's and it's a it's like a bamboo 1970s planter you put three plant pots in it so i got some new plant pots as well to go in it and i'm so excited about it because it is like uh, my entire life is uh, modeled. Oh God, on... not this plant book. No, move on. Yeah, it's, it's modelled on a, a 1970s house plant book, and so I am. I am fulfilling part of my dream now. There and you've go. got a new snazzy middle part in because you're trying to be down with the ticket. Oh, my middle part. Let's not talk about the middle part in. I'm really conflicted about it. Yeah. I don't know how I feel. But anyway, there we go. That's enough waffle. Um, and hello, Liz. Liz is watching. Uh, so hi, Liz. Uh, right, let's crack on. Creative briefs. First things first, Hannah, what is a creative brief, please? A creative brief is a document that you do when you are having a new website built or um, having some major changes to an existing site that tells 
it communicates your hopes and dreams for the website to the developer um, so that all the kind of pertinent big questions are asked and you end up with a website that you really, really like uh, and that does the job. So you might do it with your developer or your designer or your project manager, or you might do it on your own, kind of depending on how you work. Um, and yeah, and then we take that and we use that to craft your website. Mm-hmm. Not just for developers, though, is it? I mean, we we have a creative brief document. We, we tweak it sometimes, but literally everybody that is going to be involved in that mm. website will refer, refer back to this creative brief document. So if somebody is writing the content for your website, they need to know about yeah. what your, your, your plans are, what you're trying to get across with the website. If anyone's um, writing your blogs for it or marketing it or driving people to it from an email newsletter or from social media, they need to know what you want to achieve with this website so that they can get that across in their messaging as well. So, yes, it's important when you're building it. It's important for your web developer, but it's important for everybody that's involved, whoever's doing your PPC, your social media, your email newsletter, and your blogging, your, your, your content writing for your web pages, your conversion rate optimization. If they don't know what this website is supposed to do or, or what you're trying to get across with it, then obviously messages get lost and what you end up with is people coming onto your website you can grow the traffic but then you know if you if they, they don't know what to do when they get there that that message doesn't translate so the conversions don't happen and as we all know as a business owner you know lots of lovely traffic is great but if people aren't actually converting and either buying your product or picking the phone up or filling out the contact form it's a waste of bloody time isn't it 100 percent so how often do you think, Hannah, is a, a sort of good rule of thumb as to when to do a creative brief or, or how to how often to return to it? Well, as a as a developer, as a like as a client, I would return to it um, at sign off. So just check that, that the brief has been fulfilled. Um, and then I wouldn't necessarily worry about it again, unless, like I say, you were making some major changes, which would might be if you've changed your service offering, um, if you've changed your kind of lead gen activity or channels. So if, for example, all your website was about filling the contact form and then you've decided actually you want, you know, you set up a premises and you want people to come and visit you. Um, <clears throat> or if you rebrand, Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not it's more than about just changing the colors. It's about changing the tone of voice, the the messaging, the pillars, your your values that you're going to weave into the sales copy. And um, so, yeah, I, w- I would only really refer to it if you're making significant changes to your website um, or you're trying to brief somebody on on existing changes. Or I guess if you start working with a new developer but you wouldn't go necessarily and do an entirely new creative brief you perhaps just give them the old one and say build me these pages yeah 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 I mean this is it there's no there's no hard and fast rule is there it's like you say if you're making a big change or you know you know you, you want to do something different then yeah return to it but otherwise once you've done it it's you know it's fair it's going to be all right for a, a few years hopefully how big do you think a creative brief document needs to be Think oh, it that's needs a very to be personal moved. question. <laughs> How big are your briefs, Hannah? <laughs> Fucking massive. Um, <laughs> up to here. Now, I think it depends on how big your website is. I think there's some questions that I would say you absolutely need to have on there, which we'll come into. Um, and it depends on 
who you're working with as well, who's building it. So if you're working with a UX designer, a user experience designer, which is a kind of really specialist, um, like remit, a specialist job role within web dev, then you wouldn't necessarily need to send them, you know, you wouldn't necessarily need to do that job yourself um, and do all the UX. Again, if you're working with a creative web developer, a web designer, then you don't necessarily need to go, you know, full out like be super duper explicit in what you want it to look like because that that's what you're paying them for they will come to you and kind of you know have the professional ideas about how to make your website look or perform if you're working with kind of um you know people and and that kind of do a bit of everything but they've not got that specialism which is plenty plenty of web developers then you might decide, you know, how this website looks is super, super important. So I'm going to be really prescriptive on that. Um, and therefore, that chunk of it will be a bit meatier. I would say back of a fag packet is not going to cut it, you know, because you want to be able to give them some proper clear instructions. Um, there's absolutely nothing worse than getting a sparse creative brief off a client and delivering what you think they're, it, it, like what you think they've asked for. And they go, that's not what I want. And the the client's disappointed. You're disappointed because you've spent all that time on it. And, you know, the project manager's disappointed because uh, margins are quickly disappearing and stuff. So, you know, don't don't be afraid to give as much information as you want to and make it as meaty as you want to. Um, because it is going to set the tone for your whole website. So, you know, it's, if you're just kind of doing broad brushstrokes, and then you're not happy with what you've got, then you've probably got yourself to blame. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, this is it. I mean, it, like you say, it sets the tone for the look and feel of your website. It sets the tone for the tone of voice that's used in the in the copy um, and that's going to be used in your blogs. It's uh, said it, it's the one of the big things about it is to set out what do you want somebody to do when they land on this website. Yeah. And if you don't answer that correctly at the beginning, then the website, for example, might be built for getting people to fill out your contact form and actually you want them to pick up the phone. And, and you know, those are changes that it's really hard to retrofit. So you have to assume, you know, you are writing this document for people that don't know anything about your business. So start at the very beginning and, and fill in as much of the information as you can. Um, if anybody watching wants a creative brief document by the way we we have a blank one we'll put it on our website so that it's downloadable but or you can email info at growtraffic.co.uk and we'll happily send you our blank template just so you can um you know fill it in and get some pointers but that's what we're going to go through now we're going to go through not the whole thing because it's the, the the blank template itself is three pages long but we're going to go through some of the most pertinent questions and just explain what we're really asking and why they matter so first of all one of the biggest questions hannah what do you want to achieve with your website? Why is it important that we ask? So we've kind of just said that actually, but what are we asking and why? Well, we're kind of like, we're asking what do you want to achieve with it? Like, what's the point of it? Some people, they just want a brochure website. They just want it to look amazing um, and to encourage people to pick up the phone or, you know, book a table or whatever. It's not going to, you know, it's not going to have huge amounts of functionality. It's a kind of lead gen tool. Some people have it, um, or not a lead gen, like a shop, it's a shop window. Some people, it's the absolute like, you know, grinding hub of their business. It's where all their products are going to be displayed. It's where everything's like, they're going to be able to buy the products. Some people want it. So it's a booking system. So 
you know, we really, and some people want all of that it, to look amazing, it to encourage people to call in. You know, we built a website a few, uh, probably about a year ago now for a leisure centre um, and they wanted a booking system and all their timetables that everybody could update, you know, all the admin staff could update the timetables. They wanted it to be really attractive and really encourage new people in and they wanted to showcase the best of the area and, you know, it had a really big remit um, and and that's great, but like, you know, that's fine, but we need to know that exactly what is it that you want this website to do for your business and mm. don't be afraid to just say, you know, actually, I just want a couple of pages just to show it off or, mm. or this has got to be like the bestest website that's ever existed and everything in between. And sometimes as well, it's important to, to narrow it down. So the, the one I was filling in yesterday is for a, a, a restaurant. Well, it's a, it's a venue and they do food and drink and cocktails and stuff. But they also have gigs on and, and artists events and all that sort of thing. So what we had to decide there is actually what is the most important thing that you want to happen here is the biggest thing for this website needs to do is it sell gig tickets or is it fill up tables in the restaurant? You know, what is your priority and what we do? Because if you're building a website for, for music goers who you want them to buy big gig tickets, that's very different to building a, a restaurant website that you, you're aiming at, you know, families or parties or whatever who want to go and have food and drink. So it's not that we can't have both of these th those things on there and both of those things will be on that website, but we had to figure out first which is the priority? What is the main thing that you need people to do? What are you trying to achieve? They're trying to they're trying to sell gig tickets. So we build a website for that that then can also talk to the people that want to have food and drink and go for parties and stuff. So it's really important that you narrow that down and say, you know, really what what do I need this website to achieve? What am I looking for? And and it's also about what is what is a measure of success for you. So what will this website do if it is successful? Will it be gig tickets sold? Will it be new leads generated? Will it be that you want to break into a new market and you want people to start inquiring about a new product or a new service that you offer? You know, what, what, is, the, what is the end goal and how are you going to measure that as being successful? Because that determines how the website's going to function, how the copy is going to work, who you're aiming it at, what your keywords are going to be, what type of blogs you're going to write, which social media platforms you're going to use. All of that is determined by that, that first fundamental thought. Okay. Second thing then, the next thing that we come to is all about how is your business positioned and who are you competing against? So what we ask here is we ask, um, who are your leading competitors? So who do you think you're competing against online? Um, who are you competing against in real life? So who do you know nearby that does the same thing that you do? And then we ask, what do you do differently? So what's your USP? What makes you different from those other competitors, both in terms of the website and the offering that you've got as a business? You know, and we need to get that across. Why is that important, Hannah? Well, I mean, it's important because it helps with the copy. It helps with the with the way it's built, with the look and feel. My absolute like least favorite thing in the world is when you ask what makes you different to your competitors and people go, well, we're better. Like, mm. <laughs> um, better. Yeah. Why are you better? What do you do that's better than them? We need yeah. to pin this down because those are going to be the things that we need to focus on. If you, you know, like taking the example yesterday, if your food is better than other venues that offer food because all they do is chips, then we need to put an emphasis on the food. If it's the venue that's better because it's got better acoustics, 
then we put more emphasis on the venue and maybe less emphasis on the food because the food's just the same because it's just chips. So, you know, it's, you really got to figure out what is the thing that sets you apart because that's absolutely what we need to sell on this website. And it will kind of affect the look and feel of the website. So, you know, some some people, their business is price driven and, and they're better than their competitors because they're cheaper and that's fine. So you don't want a really kind of expensive prestigious looking website that's going to give off the impression of luxury if you're if you're kind of battling on price you know you don't want it to look like safe style uk like you know kind of big red splashes and white backgrounds but it needs to be um instantly recognizable to to a web user as as that kind of feel as that that sort of usp so you know, we, we all kind of do it intuitively. We see a website and we make a, an assessment based on like about quality or um, value or... Um, well, it's, in, it's intrinsic to branding, isn't it? It's that psychology yeah. of branding. There are so many cues and we don't recognise at all that we're doing it. But when you see a brand, you understand like mm. when you see Waitrose's brand and you see Aldi's brand, for example, you understand immediately just by looking at their branding that Waitrose is going to be more high-end than Aldi is. And there are value judgments that we make along with that very quickly, very subconsciously, and and, and how we make those decisions is exactly the same with, with websites, the, the look and feel, yeah. the images that you use, like the copy that you use, again, which social media platforms you use. Yeah. Yeah, like there's, there's, it's more than you know the brand. It's the, it's the way it's spaced. It's the functionality. It's how button clicks work. It's the shape of buttons. It's the, it's whether you've got pullouts or tooltips or anything like that. It, and it's the, like you say, the images that are used. Like there's a whole load of stuff that goes into designing websites that convey a different message. And so it's super important that we understand that. Um. Plus, for the copywriter, you know, they need to be out there. That's absolutely what they need to know. Because if you say, oh, you know, I sell cups, why are your cups better? Why are your cups different? And it's also, I always find it super interesting when you say, who are your competitors' websites? Because a lot of our clients that come to us for new websites will have spent a long time trolling their competitors' websites. It's what you do when you're looking to have your own rebuild. Mm -hmm. um, so it's really interesting to see kind of what they like and what they don't like and and often people don't know why they like what they like and why they don't like what they like why they don't know so it's really interesting to be able to kind of just see that and pick that apart with people and see commonalities Mm. And and those are those are some of the questions that we ask for in, as part of this is which which websites do you like? And it could be competitors or it could just be any websites that you like. You know, somebody gave the BBC's website as an example once. They like it because it's easy to use. Uh, but we also ask which websites don't you like and why? And the why is really important because sometimes people can can pinpoint what they like, but sometimes it's easier for some people to pinpoint what they don't like about a website. And, and this happened yesterday. We were looking at some competitors' websites and they they picked one out and they went, oh, actually, these, this I don't like. They couldn't, they couldn't say what they did like, but they could quite easily look at some other websites and go, I hate that. I hate, I don't like the way that's been laid out. I don't like the way they've used an image there like that. And really quickly then you can start to narrow down what they're after. So again, that piece is really, really important. And if you're thinking about doing this for your own business, the more of those you can look at, and this is why it needs to be a dynamic document because you can add to it over time. Mm. But the more examples you can give of what you like and why and what you don't like and why, 
enables you then again to pin down that that messaging and that marketing tone of voice and stuff, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. Okay. One of the next questions we ask then after we've done, you know, how are you positioned uh, compared to your competitors is we ask, what is your target audience? Now, this is one of those things that we, uh, uh, if, you know, if we're working with you, we do that. This is part of the audit piece that we do. We look at who is your target audience online? What's the demographic? What's their age range? What's the gender? What type of things are they interested in? Where are they online? Which social platforms are they using? All the rest of it. Um, but it's really important that you as a business pin this down. Um, why, Hannah? Um, because if you don't know who you're talking to, how do you know how to talk to them and how do you get out to them and how do you find what they're looking for? Um, you know, like we were saying about Waitrose and Aldi, like their, their target audience are people that want food in, you know, in their house for the week. It's, it's the same, but it's not the same, is it? So, um, like there's a the, their target audiences will be really clearly defined and there'll be some crossover for sure, but they know how they're talking to, to each other. And if you look at their social media, Aldi social media is famous for being amazing and it's cheeky and it's down to earth and, and it's, you know, accessible and funny and, and Waitrose is not. So, um, you know, there's there's it, it runs through absolutely everything, every, every way that you go out to your customers and communicate with them. It, it cements all that. It kind of, um, what's the word like? Uh, cements is a good word. Yeah, all right. Cements all that. Emphasizes. Emphasizes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I, I was talking to a, a, a client last week, and they were saying, you know, we want to we want to market this website. We've got a website at the moment, not doing anything. Nobody's nobody's visiting it. Nothing news being put on it and stuff. And they said we need to we need to market it. We need to get some content on here so that we can get people to it. And I said, okay, great. Who who are you looking for? What and what are you trying to achieve? What is this What is this project set up for? What is the end goal of it? So you know who who do you need to get? Because otherwise, what we're going to write about and where we're going to post it? Um, and they didn't know. They didn't know those those things. So it's like that's where we need to start. We need to start there and figure all of this stuff out because otherwise, you know, yes, we can write some blogs and we can do some social media posts, but they're just going to be you know, finger in the air, let's give it our best shot. And then they're not going to do anything. And then you're going to get disillusioned with it. So we absolutely have to pin down first who you're talking to and what you're trying to achieve. And then we can we can figure out the rest of it. Yeah. Okay, next one then. Uh, what is the main action that people visiting your website should take? And again, this sounds like it's the same question as what are you trying to achieve with your website? We want to sell gig tickets. We want to fill tables. You know, we want to sell windows. But it's not, is it, Hannah? It's more specific. Explain this one. It's super specific. So, you know, you need to have plenty of calls to action on your website so you can capture people whenever they're ready, like whenever they kind of make that decision on your website, depending on where they are and which page they're on um, and where they're looking on a page. And so you need to know how you want to generate those leads. So like, for example, I'm working with a, like we're working with a client at the moment who all over their website is give us a call, give us a call, give us a call, give us a call. But, but they don't want to actually receive phone calls. They want people to send in a form because they're, you know, they're not in to answer the calls. So, which is fair enough. Yeah. So we've been working on setting up pipe drive forms for them and implementing those so they can really quickly capture data there's another one that we've got and 
there is not a single call to action on the whole website. It's just it's a it's a really good website. It's really informative, but there's no calls to action um, until you get to the footer, and then it just says need a quote question mark mm. like click it. So and what they actually want people to do is send in quite a detailed. Um, like, oh my god, my brain is just mashed potato. <laughs> send a detailed inquiry form thank you uh, for a quote I should explain the baby was up a lot last night <laughs> so yes, you've had very little sleep haven't you? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. so yeah you know it's super important that you think about this and and really that's a question that is more for you than for us you know obviously like the developer the designer your project manager needs to know what call to action to put but it's you that needs to be thinking right what do I want people to do? And it might be as specific as which is your flagship product. You know, if you've got an e-commerce website, which product do you want front and center? Which product do you want pulling through on most of the pages? Or is your is your kind of main action that you want people to take to download a brochure? In which case, you know, you need to get a really good brochure made because that's a really important part of your buyer journey. So that question is kind of the one that you really mustn't like you know, just kind of skim over, like you really need to think about it and, and include it in the, like, I mean, I love a, a business, a service blueprint. Um, so like with your blueprint, <laughs> if you, you do. <laughs> I was in Costco the other day and they had stacks of post-its that I'm not kidding, a whole packet was like that of little post-its. I nearly bought it. <laughs> I'll save it for my birthday. Um, so, yeah, like if you're mapping out your service and blueprinting that service, or even if you're not doing it on a proper blueprint, you can scrap in, you know, scrap of paper, you need to know where are the touch points and, and where does that lead on to? Like your website is a touch point, but it opens up a whole load of other ones. And how is how is that website going to slot into your lead gen? or your, your brand awareness, or, you know, whatever it is. And looking at this from a, a purely SEO point of view as well, you know, if you have a website and it doesn't have calls to action on it, so, for example, one of the, the, the ones I was talking to last week about their website, they are they are an organization that organizes other things. So they don't actually do anything themselves, but they, mm -hmm. they signpost people to other things. So they were saying, we don't want a, a contact form because we don't want anyone to contact us. We don't want a phone call on there, you know, a telephone on there. We want people to, to go to other websites to find it. And I was like, well, we, in that case, we still need those calls to action on there to tell people that that's what you want them to do so that we direct them to these other places. Because if you land on a website and there's no no call to action like that one you were saying about how you know loads of information but you don't know what to do you won't stay there you will you will might read a little bit and then you'll click off and you'll go and then all of the signals about what's the, what the traffic is doing on your website look like people are might be arriving on it but then they're not interested they're leaving because your content's not very good so then your rankings will go down and then your traffic will go down and then eventually nobody will get there so you you need to get people engaging even if you yourself don't do anything through your website you need to get people engaging and have calls to action on there so that you're directing them to where you want them to go and you don't just lose them. So it you know serves multiple purposes, doesn't it? 
Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, so the, the, the next few questions on our creative brief are quite practical. They're all about, you know, what pages do you need on there? What functionality do you need? So do you need a booking engine? Do you need a calendar of events? You know, do you need uh, contact forms or do you want it to play a podcast when people land? You know, what different things do you need? So really practical questions about layout and stuff. Um, and then one of the, the final questions that we come back to is in as few words as possible, What's the single most important idea that visitors to your website should be left with? So this question is essentially, if somebody lands on your website and, and this is the first encounter they've had with your business or even the 20th encounter they've had with your business, what impression of you and your business do you want them to leave with? So, for example, it, it can be something like your strap line, like Hondas are reliable. But what do they need them to do, to to understand about you? Um, why is this important, Hannah? Um, I mean, I feel like that kind of doesn't need a great deal of explanation. But like, you know, it need it needs to be because it's it's representative of your brand, um, and it's representative of your business. And you don't want to be giving off, you know, the waitrose vibe if you're Aldi and vice versa. So, and really it kind of is almost like what, what are your brand pillars or what are your values? Like ours are honesty, integrity and transparency. So, you know, I would say that, that the singular most important thing that I want people to leave our website with is the impression that we can do our job and we'll do it honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we're not, we're not knobheads would be kind of the, the overall impression. So yeah that we're bullshitters yeah exactly so I just you know it helps us if you can just distill it down the essence of what you want kind of of everything that you've told us in that whole document it's just distilling that down so it might be you know value it might be quality it might be you know that we do a great job or that we're the place to go for signposting or that we're always up to date and and that will factor in how we build it like if you say Oh, you know, is that we're always up to date and that we've always got the most current news or we've got the best bands coming through, the most cutting edge bands, then that's going to mean that we'll make it so that it's super duper easy for you to update with information. And, and you know, kind of it, it really helps us figure out what it is that you want. I mean, because, again, we've got to think about the sort of the way people use websites and the psychology of it. Yes, some people might land on your website and they might spend a long time there and they'll read quite a lot of your content and they'll they might read a few blogs or they might have been following you on Facebook for a while. They know you. So they, they have a good understanding of you and your business and your values. Other people, they might just land on your homepage for two minutes book a gig ticket, book a table, buy a small product or whatever, and and go. And that might be the first time they've interacted with your business. And it could be the only time they interact with your business. And you want them to come back. You want them to become a loyal customer. So sometimes you have as little as kind of 30 seconds to a minute to make that impression and get that across. And again, that then has to come through in your branding. It has to come through in the content that you're using and the tone of voice that you're writing, the images that you're using. All of this, you've got a very short space of time to get across to somebody what it is that you do and why you're the best. So, for example, going back to the one I was doing yesterday, the the, the single most important idea that they settled on was that they are the venue in Manchester for creative people. The important thing there is not the venue bit, 
it's the creative people bit. And so mm-hmm. we are straight away, you know, we need to build a website that is for creative, artistic, musical people. And, it, you know, it needs to that needs to come across in the colors that we use and the fonts that we use and the images that we use and everything. And you've got, like I say, a very short space of time to do that with somebody. So that's why it's so important to be able to distill down everything that you do into that one sentence so that you know everybody who is then involved in your website can try their best to get that across to people because again that will that will influence the blogs that you write it will influence the way that you email newsletter people it will influence the way the content that you create on social media and and down to whether or not you're going to use instagram or tiktok so it's 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 quite hard to do if you've never done it before but it, it really is a worthwhile thing to do is distill that thing down Sure. Um, Liz has asked a question, and we are we are time is marching on, so we are time nearly done. Um, but yeah, Liz has asked, would you recommend starting off simple and building out from there? Um, and yes, absolutely. I think, as you said before, Hannah, this 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 needs the more detail you can put in it, the better, and it needs to be a fairly um you know fairly detailed document but it also needs to be a dynamic document, and it needs to be able to change as your business evolves, as it grows, as you add products or change your services or evolve your branding, whatever it might be. So yes, start off with a a smaller one and then build it out as you go and add to it or change it. Um, But yeah, it doesn't have to be huge. doesn't have to take you a massive amount of time to begin with. Just get some of those notes down so that you know where you're working and everybody else who's involved with your website knows where you're working. Having Um, said that, if you know that in three years' time you want an all-singing, all-dancing website brief for that and you can always go back but it will be built you know you can always roll it back a bit but your website will be built with that kind of capability to scale up in the future what you don't want is to have a website built and then in you know so if you think if like the question is generally start off simple um, and if you know you're going to want a mega website kind of plan for that even if you're not having that right now you know yeah i think that's really important actually because we know we know customers that have come to us and they've say started off with a a tiny wix website and and they've got a shop and they actually knew that eventually they what their their goal was to grow this shop to be massive but the website that they've got hasn't got the capacity to do that so they have to scrap everything that they've they've spent all that time building and start again from scratch to build something in a different um, content management system that might be more capable and We've also had clients do the reverse. We had a client, again, they had an e-commerce store. They came to us with this massive all singing, all dancing website, capabilities of selling hundreds of thousands of products a month. And actually, they only ever needed to sell, you know, 20 products a month. And they only had a range of about 250 to 500 products at any one time. They didn't need that capacity. They could scale it back and be much smaller and much more efficient. And their website was then easier to use and and much more uh, user friendly and stuff. So for the customer and for them to update it. So it's, me, it's, it was a real ball ache. It was a ball ache, yeah. So it is really genuinely important to, to think about where your website, where, what website capabilities do you need now, but where do you want it to be in, in three, five, ten years? Because that will impact what you do now and how you build it and how you plan it. Um, okay, that's it. That's Creative Brief Documents. Um, as I said, if, if anyone would like to have a look at our template, our blank template that we use, we will 
put it on the website so that it's downloadable, but also just email info at growtraffic.co.uk and we'll send you one back. Um, if anyone is um, watching on Catch Up and you still have a question about these, please do put it in the comments because we still monitor and we'll still see it and we'll still give you an answer. Um, Hannah, final thought. Final, Final thought is, I love how you say if people are watching on catch up, like we're going to be on 4 OD. And like, let's catch up on what the grow traffic girls were going on about. That's my final thought. <laughs> on catch up. Okay. Well, um, my final thought then on, on creative briefs is um, do one, basically. Do one. Do uh, one. Do one. My, my, other, one. They, my real thought is don't go anywhere near a developer that doesn't ask you to do some sort of creative brief. Yeah, very, very good point. Very good point. Yes. And, uh, you know, again, even if you aren't planning on massively changing your website at the moment, even if it's just you and you're just doing a really quick document, just do a creative brief because it's it's that that plan at the beginning that that will impact and influence everything that you do afterwards. So, yeah, start small if you need to build on it as you go but but have one have a creative brief document that is it thank you very much well done hannah for getting through that on very little sleep thank um, you it's a bang holiday weekend. Woo! Yes, let's hope that the uh, let's hope that the sun stays out for good old uh, King Charlie for tomorrow. Um, King Charles Spaniel can't say. King Charles Spaniel. Yes. Are you doing anything for the coronation? Are you going to a street party or putting bunting up? Oh yes, I'll, yes, I'll be putting up bunting and watching the whole thing, and uh, you know, singing the national anthem, and yeah, waving my flag and eating coronation chicken and. Uh, Oh no, yeah. it's coronation quiche this time. Coronation oh, chicken oh. was for um for Queen Elizabeth. King Charles is having a coronation quiche. Which well, is quite hard to say. Coronation quiche for Charles. Fucking yeah. hell. What are you doing for the car? No, of course I'm not doing anything of that. I'm I'm, I'm pretending it's not happening. I'm a Republican. I'm I'll be getting angrily pissed. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Well, same as every weekend then. <laughs> what are you? Yeah. What about you? Are you, are you I am. I am. I have been invited to a coronation lunch, uh, which I think is on Sunday, actually. Uh, but no, as I said before, I'm just going to spend the weekend playing out. Can't wait. Love Lovely. it. Have yeah. a nice time. On that note, thank you very much for watching and we will see you soon. Bye.